Let's fly down the five. Destination, Pachunga Arena. Everything San Diego goals. And the American Hockey League, right now on Goals Report. Welcome into episode number 11 of Gulls Report here on Duckstream. Alexis Downey now joined by Andy Zilch, the voice of the San Diego Gulls. Andy, it's been a bit since we've last caught up, so how are you? Hey, good. Uh, boy, we can run through all of the things here. Happy holidays, happy <laughs> new year. It's been such a long time. But um, we've had uh, we've had a lot going on here. It's uh, There was a break in between, and time for me to get back in the saddle. <laughs> and also one of those things I wanted to ask you about, I saw that you got stuck as a part of that holiday travel too. Yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, I was a part of the Southwest casualty and, uh, you know what though? Like it's, I wasn't really rattled by it. Um, cause there's nothing I could do. You know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's one of those things where I went to the airport. Uh, my flight was supposed to leave on the 27th and, uh, I'm a list because we generally fly Southwest for the team travels. Okay. So, so I was able to get, I, every year I get over 25 flights. I've been a list for like four years now. And, uh, the line at the St. Louis airport, which is where I'm from was at least 200 people deep Oof. and I'm a list. So I walk in, I was like, Oh God. And I looked to my right and the A-list line had one other person in it. And I was like, oh, man, suckers. So, <laughs> so I walked by everybody and then got helped within a matter of like five minutes. And uh, the, the, it's actually, it's great that you asked this because this is the stories amongst the stories that not a lot of people hear. So I go to the counter and he's, you know, he's like, yeah, your flight's canceled. And I said, is there any way I can get to San Diego? Uh, he was looking up different opportunities and he's like, no. And he's like, you know what? And he looks at me dead in the eye and he goes, I'm going to be honest. You're not even getting out of St. Louis tonight. And I was like, what if I get on standby? He goes, don't even sit around here. He goes, I was just boarding a flight that we had to cancel halfway through. Can you imagine getting canceled halfway through your board? So I I just went, yeah. So I just went back and, and my parents were dropping me off there to figure things out. And I said, well, let's, let's enjoy the rest of our night and Mm -hmm. let's figure it out tomorrow. So Went back to the airport again tomorrow or, you know, the next day, the 28th, because we had a game that night. Right. And and I kind of alerted our staff. I was like, hey, like, I highly doubt that I'm going to get back. You might as well have somebody, uh, you know, ready to go. And, mm-hmm. and I even let that let them know that the day of the 27th. So went back and Southwest was just like, no, 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 no. Like nothing's available. The first we can get you in is uh, the first. And that was actually into Vegas because that's where we were playing next. Okay. So I said, all right, I'll, I'll take it. Like, let's just get that done and over with. And then I was searching for other flights and how to get home and American airlines and United. And there was a flight that was open. And when I went to get click to book it, it closed because mm. a lot of people, I mean, think about it, hundreds and hundreds of people were doing what I was doing mm-hmm. to try to get to San Diego. So, uh, eventually found a way to get home to, well, not home, but get to Vegas mm-hmm. to rejoin the team for our new year's games. And what I was going to do is I was going to fly out of Chicago. So I was going to rent a car, go from St. Louis to Chicago, and then fly from Chicago to Vegas on American. That was my safest bet. Well, I wake up the morning of the 29th, and my parents live about 40 minutes away from where this rental car company was, which, by the way, only one rental car company in the city of St. Louis would only do a one-way route. Oh my goodness. Everybody else, everybody else said no, because they knew what everyone was doing. Mm -hmm. 
So uh, on our way to the rental car company, which is very close to the St. Louis airport, I just threw a Hail Mary pass just to save myself some time because it would have been a five-hour drive. Let's see what flights are potentially available in case somebody cancels. Well, Southwest had three different flights that were going into Vegas that day. Mm. One, one was direct. So I wasn't going to risk anything where I'd get stuck in a layover city because mm-hmm. of all everything that was still going on. Right. So went to the Southwest ticket counter first, rolled the dice, and there was a 445 flight leaving. And I asked the woman at the counter, I said, what are the chances of this getting canceled? And she gave me the most assured face. She goes, this ain't getting canceled. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to roll the dice. So went to the rental car company, canceled that, canceled the American flight. And I didn't say anything to anybody. So everybody here in San Diego was in the impression that I was on my way to Chicago. So I didn't want to jinx anything. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I literally waited until the plane was like firing up on the runway. And I said, I'm making it into Vegas from St. Louis through Southwest. I'll see you guys in an hour and a half or whatever the case may be. And that was on the 29th? That was on the 20, uh, 29th, yep. And then we played the 30th and the 1st. Wow. You got so lucky. And it's good that you were able to get there for those games. Yeah, because I mean, well, and that's another layer too. Like there were so many different layers to me getting there because we had to outsource to get a third party in to work for our team. You know, and that's not you don't just, you know, pay them cash. You know, you have to do it legally. So we had to get them, get a person in here. We did the home game for me on the 28th. And then if I could make it into Vegas, well, we needed to either hire somebody in Vegas or get somebody from San Diego to Vegas. The Westin, the hotel that we were staying at, was completely booked. So where are we going to house this guy? Mm-hmm. We can't we, we would have had to have done some sort of switch if I made it in for the game on the first. Like it was it was a lot going on. Well, I'm glad that you made it back and you were able to do those games and hopefully you won't have to travel by yourself anytime soon besides all the team traveling that you guys have coming up a little bit too. Um, And I guess we can get into what's happening with the team. One of the big exciting news stories that has come out today, Lukas Dostal being named to the AHL All-Star Classic in February. This seems very well-deserved. Yeah, and a, and a no doubter too. I mean, uh, you know, once we got into the later stages of December, you know, that's when the whispers occur, not amongst the team, just amongst the front office. You know, who's going to be the all star? You know, there there was one or two names that were tossed around, but I think the one name that everybody tossed around was those stalls. So uh, it's so well deserved. It's it's a great recognition too. I mean, if you think about the past few years, we haven't had an all star game because it continues to get canceled because of COVID. So this is the third try that Laval is trying to get their their uh, all-star game underway, and they will successfully now with one of the best goalies in the league and the best goalie in the league, in my opinion, with Dostal. And I know you had the chance to catch up with head coach Sommer about this honor that Lukash received. So let's take a listen to that. Pick the best goalie in the league. No, he, you know, well-deserved. Um... You know, unfortunately, he doesn't have some more wins, but, uh, you know, we haven't been giving him a lot of uh, offensive support. But, I mean, wow. Like, uh, I, I truly think he's the best goaltender that we've seen in, in this division, let alone the league. You know, he's kept us in a lot of game. I mean, a perfect example was, I think, the first period in game one against Milwaukee. I think we were out chance like 8-3, to three, and we come out of that uh, with the lead. So, you know, you got to give it to him. He's a battler. 
What makes him so good during the course of a year? I think it all starts first with his preparation. You know, comes to the rink, you know, great routine, takes care of himself, um, dialed in, you know, when he gets out for practice and in games, and just his professionalism. Hey, he's going to be a good one in the NHL for a long time. Have you noticed anything different from him since he came down from the NHL? I mean, he's been, he's already been good, but it seems like the past three games he's been superb. Yeah, you know what? He just, he just, he doesn't waste a lot of movement. Um, you know, he gets in front of pucks, he controls his rebounds on top of the crease, finds pucks through traffic. I mean, he was doing that, uh, you know, before he went up, but he seems to even be more dialed in, uh, you know, his last few games. So obviously you asked Roy Sommer about his thoughts on what the difference has been since Dostal has been up in Anaheim and now back with San Diego. But what are your thoughts on how he's looked and what that difference has looked like? Well, he's looked even better, which is the reason why I wanted to ask that question, because when we when he came back and that game against Henderson, he's had Henderson's number. That's the second shutout this year against them. But there was almost like a I'm not going to allow a goal mentality, period. Like mm-hmm. when, when you watch him during practices, he doesn't like allowing goals. And, you know, more specifically in the games, I, I think he came back with a, let's see how long I can go without allowing a goal. And he did a pretty darn good job. And it was actually, um, I have to refer to my notes. It was the longest shutout streak in golf's history. And he beat a player by the name of John Gibson, who previously held that record. <laughs> Oh, we know that name very well up here. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty good honor for him. Yeah. Uh, you know, to, to get that. And then, uh, you know, just to, to keep his mind wrapped around the fact that he's just competing. Like he, mm-hmm. he doesn't hang his head when he comes back down to the AHL. He knows what he has to do and he will get to the NHL and he will be so successful when that time comes. Well, looking at another area with the Gulls recently, how has special teams looked as of late? Um, particularly, I know the power play has found some success recently. Yeah, I mean, the, the man advantage has done really well. And uh, I spoke with Glenn Godden about that uh, yesterday. And he said, well, we, we have the personnel to be a good power play unit. It's just sometimes those things, they're, they're not going through, right? you know, whatever the, the case may be. There's been times, too, where the Gauls haven't had too many power play opportunities, or if they have, they've been cut up by the team taking penalties. So, you know, you go 0 for 1, but really you only had 12 seconds power play time. So I think the more opportunities this team continues to get, the more they're going to rise in the power play rankings. Now, they're they're not a top 10 power play out of the AHL, but they've certainly been acting like it, and they certainly have the players to do so. I mean, they got a good shot on the blue line from Briard. And now that this team's starting to get healthy and the organization's getting healthy, you're getting some more weapons that are added. And, and there's players, too, that aren't on the score sheet that are making an impact. Our most recent power play goal in Milwaukee was scored by Braden Tracy simply because Bryce Kendop had his rear end of the goaltender and he couldn't see. Like, the goaltender mm. made a move after the puck went by him because of a great screen. So, you know, the the... Five players that are on the ice are all working for a good reason, and, and they're doing it effectively recently. Who is someone that stood out to you in the past month, we'll say, that has made a lot of strides on the ice? Well, aside from Dostal. <laughs> <laughs> aside from uh, him. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I would have to say, um, I mean, there's been a few of them. I think Evan Weinberger, who's uh, an under the radar player, he's not even a Ducks contract. Uh, he's been working extremely hard. He he had a hard working goal where there was a Milwaukee defenseman who was taking his time going back after a puck, and and this Milwaukee defenseman was also at the end of a shift, but. Weinberg was fresh on the ice. He kind of realized what was going on. So he just jumped right into that offensive zone, took the puck and scored. I thought that was probably one of the best single handed efforts that we've had all season long. And and th- those are the kind of goals that the Gauls need to score just outworking the opposition. So I think he'd be one. And then Rocco Grimaldi is always uh, has been a great bright spot for this organization. Great vision, good hockey sense. Uh, and and he knows how to work so well with other players. And I think with him slotted with Glenn God and Braden Tracy, that's been a really good line that the Gauls have had. And uh, I'll throw one more name out there is Pavel Reginda, who you guys in Anaheim know pretty well because he mm-hmm. started with the Ducks. I think his big stature is very effective in the American Hockey League. And he's been racking up points as of late, too. I think he had a span of six points in a matter of four or three games. Uh, so he's starting his domination now in this league. Well, the team is two and one already through the month of January in this new year, which is obviously a great start for the new year. But they have some tests this week in the San Jose Barracuda tonight and then also playing Ontario this weekend. So what are you expecting to see out of uh, these games? Well, uh, it's a very interesting week right now for the Gulls. I mean, we are in a very pivotal time as a team trying to get in the playoff picture here as we are not in it right now, but you look at the teams that are above the Gulls and San Jose and Ontario are each 11 points better than the Gulls. So you can quickly start erasing that by those games against these teams. Uh, I, I think San Jose is really starting to slip. Ontario starting to slip and the Gulls are on the upswing. You said that the Gulls have won two of the last three and let's backdate it. They've won four of the last six. They need to keep that winning percentage going. They have to win two of three games in order to get a fighting chance. And I think mm-hmm. if they do that this weekend, then they're going to continue to work themselves closer and closer and get back into that playoff picture. And, you know, it, it all starts with that, that what I was talking about with that Weinger goal, that, mm-hmm. that hard effort. I think that is going to what's going to be the winning recipe for this team. And not just, you know, racing after a loose puck, but in the corners and in front of the net. That's going to be the recipe for success. And it's going to be some hard-fought games, and especially this weekend against Ontario. I mean, we all know the Kings-Ducks rivalry, <laughs> and it really bleeds down here in the AHL. Andy, I know through the month of December, the team was busy in the community. So what were some of the things that they were involved in? And also, as we look into January, anything of recent, too? Yeah, I mean, there's been a good outreach. Uh, I remember the, the last time that we spoke, uh, we were kickstarting our season of giving, and uh, that came to its conclusion. But you know what? For the, the month of January, we're jumping right back on it again. The San Diego Gulls and our staff, our mascots, and everybody involved, coaches, players, we all teamed up to go to the San Diego Blood Bank uh, to host a blood drive. And there was uh, a lot of necessary blood that was given. I mean, they were at a shortage of only a day's worth of blood that they could donate. So wow. this blood drive that the Gulls held, it was just this past Monday, extremely important to the community. And in addition to that, too, uh, our players coming up this month are going to join a lot of youth hockey practices. So mm. out of every Monday coming up here, 
there's two different practices on Mondays that these guys are going to be jumping in on. So six total youth hockey skates that our players and our coaches will participate over the month of January. So we're really pleased to see uh, the players get back out in the community after the holiday season and, and not take their foot off the gas. Mm-hmm. You know, they could easily be done. They could say, you know, we did a lot in the month of December. We went to the Radies Children's uh, Hospital rink in Liberty Station. We made appearances, signed autographs. We did our season of giving. They could say we did a lot, but our organization says, you know what, we're going to keep that going, and the month of January is stacked. Andy Zilch, great to have you here on Gulls Report. Good luck to the team this weekend. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate uh, the chat and the time uh, here to talk about the Gulls. This is an Anaheim Ducks original production on Duck Stream.